0: Welcome back to another episode of Horror Cats and Witch Hats. It's Katie and Izzy
1: back at it with an infection movie. This is the first infection movie we've done, I think.
0: It is. Yep. Should have been my favorite one, but it's not. That's okay. (laughs) Just
1: kidding. Uh she says this is a listener request. (laughs) Yeah. It's exactly what I said. One hundred percent. You uh you speak my language. And with tradition, um we will (laughs) try and not dump on our listener requests. (laughs) Sorry. This is quarantine from two thousand eight. God,
0: that makes I feel so old. I feel like I watched this movie like a hundred years ago and it it came out in two thousand eight. So that just makes me feel old.
1: When we were first talking about doing this movie, I had no idea that they were called infected horror, um which mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me as like a subgenre. I was just referring to them as like zombie-like horrors
0: <laughs> Zombies and infections are different ideas, and they're different things. And that's the thing that i I love infection movies. I think they're very interesting rather than like zombies that just come back from the dead.
1: Well, so. I think most zombie movies now are infections.
2: The correct traditional especially zombies
1: after... are like oh, yeah,
2: like Night dead. of the
0: Living Dead. We're coming out of the graves and things like that that's that's zombie style but yeah most of the stuff that you see now is it's mostly infection
1: it's just science gone awry <laughs> yeah it's biggest
0: not- one biggest one i mean um what world war z was one of the newer major ones 28 days later which oh, yeah. is my all-time favorite one that's my all-time favorite one
1: what is uh fuck the tv series the walking dead yeah are they infection Uh, technically, um,
0: I believe so, but no matter what, it's, the way that The Walking Dead is done, no matter what, if you die, you will return, unless you kill a brain. So, in The Walking Dead, I believe it started off as, like, almost a pandemic-style kind of thing, and then... They found out that no matter what it's in your system and when you die you come back so, so it just... went
1: from pandemic to genetic <laughs> yeah yeah i could see like the because we've become so sciency and like people fear diseases so much that especially
0: uh, now as
1: we've... yeah try googling quarantine and find uh. anything but like real life quarantines <laughs> yeah it's been so frustrating trying to like get like
0: full backstories on certain things in this movie because of that oh bilbo's dying again her little paw just like sticking under the door.
1: It's which fits because this is also considered, uh, like, I would call it kind of an isolation horror, which Definitely. is another kind of subgenre uh, where they are, you know, they're trapped. It's just they're confined
0: a, to a building. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's done in the like Blair Witch Cloverfield filming type style. Handheld camcorder because you're recording real life. So one of the directors talks about how one of the reasons they did it this way is because at this time, like YouTube was really kicking off um, and mm-hmm. becoming like a huge thing. So everyone was watching like reality TV and videos and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's kind of BS because they copied it from another movie, which we'll talk about later. It wasn't uh-huh. their idea, <laughs> but no. um that's. The idea behind those movies is just to make you feel like you're there. Apparently, this has been dubbed found footage technique. Yes. I think is a great name for it because mm-hmm. it adds like this whole other layer of spook where you're like, wow, these people are dead. <laughs> they just found this footage. There's no coming back. Yeah. Yeah. These people are not living. The director, as we kind of just talked about, Is John Dowdle, I'm gonna call it. He this is just a random side note, but he went to an all-boy military catholic high school, which I find to be a weird combination of schools. Yeah. (laughs) Like a military catholic school. Uh I feel like those should not be the same thing. Picture
0: Fire Friar Tuck firing a weapon.
1: (laughs) It just it's uh it seems really odd to me. I'm wondering who like, who instructed them and how the instruction was sent? I just, I can't put those two things together. Like, the <laughs> ideas are the same. They're both very strict. They have, mm-hmm. like, your day is set from beginning to end. But I feel like they're, I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I digress. Anyways. um, Like, some of the other actors all went to, like, Catholic high schools, too. I can't remember who they were, but as I was reading some of their bios, I was like, what in the world is the dude? Maybe that's how they all met. <laughs> No, and what uh, another thing I've noticed is a lot of directors and st- stars in these films that we've done are like come from the Midwest. They all, mm-hmm. many of them, hail from like Midwest.
0: Um, some other stuff that he that he is known for is uh, well, he seems to have a specialization in um uh, isolation horror because he did Devil, uh, you know that movie that we predicted every fucking thing happening in entertaining that that was the elevator one and um as above so below which is also kind of done in a cave i believe it's in the catacombs
1: technically yeah it's the catacombs of paris mm-hmm.
0: and then is
1: that another i was so i don't think i've seen that movie um that's e- a newer one well kind of ish is the evil in that are they demons zombies kind of a thing to be honest,
0: completely honest, I don't remember. It's I've seen it once and it was a while ago, so I actually would have to rewatch that movie to remember.
1: It's probably just like people who got trapped on there or something and then turned into like this whole other creature. Kind of like that uh cave one. I
0: want to say it was about séances and and uh like black magic's like worship or something like that, but I can't remember exactly.
1: We'll have to watch that one, I guess. So.
0: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Uh, just to remember it, so.
1: He also did a movie called The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Which I think was one of his first, like, major films. Um, I want to watch this now, because I guess it's some detectives that happen upon a bunch of films of serial killers, or their deaths, or something. What? Uh, it sounds really interesting, and I want to watch it. Okay, came out in 2007. I'm assuming because you're watching tapes within that movie, that it also has kind of like a found footage.
0: It's a a pseudo-documentary horror film, so it's supposed to look like a documentary with found footage and stuff like that.
1: So, yeah, we should... I want to watch that um, eventually, just because it sounds good. Uh, John Dowdle also wrote the script for this with his brother, Drew. And this is based on a Spanish film named Rec, like uh, Mm -hmm. R-E-C. Like Like, record, yeah, like a video camera, yeah. Which was written, and I'm gonna butcher this name because I don't speak Spain Spanish or Mexico Spanish. So, (laughs) um, is it Jaime Balaguero, possibly or not at all? Uh, But it came out in 2007, so one year before this movie came out. So they turned it around real quick and got this movie was funded for like $12 million. Well, this is right at the prime
0: time where this kind of uh, film got really, really big and popularized like this the like, kind of found footage film. And so, yeah.
1: But it, they were able to turn it around really quick because they didn't change that much about the original, which we'll talk about later. Uh, so, like, script writing and stuff was less intense. The cast, uh, newscaster, Angela Vidal, Is played by jennifer carpenter she plays the the detective in dexter his sister Mm -hmm. that tv series Uh, she is also the voice in a lot of video games (laughs) including Mm
2: -hmm. uh
1: sonia blade and some of the newer mortal kombat games um she's also emily rose in the exorcism of emily rose and she's in white chicks (laughs) which kind of takes on such a sad uh
0: yeah that's that's
1: a really hard hit for her in that movie with her problems she plays the woman who is trying on clothes and she's very self-conscious because he walks in he's like wow you look so good and she's like i look so fat let's throw shamu back in the ocean
0: yeah and she suffered from a really really bad eating disorder
1: so, yeah, she struggled with that her yeah most of her career, I
2: think.
0: Yeah, and Dexter, it's really apparent, and they actually had to stop filming for a little bit because she fainted on set a lot. So. But she has won a lot of, nom- well, she's got five wins in 23 nominations, mostly for Dexter and Emily Rose. So she is a great actress, unfortunately, she just suffers from some severe problems. It is,
1: unfortunately, just part of that uh, business, yep. that pressure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But she does a great job in this movie. Mm -hmm. The cameraman is Scott Percival, who is played by Steve Harris. He is in The First Purge, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. If you've never seen that, you should watch it. It's not a horror film. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like a drama, I guess. Uh, And then he's in a lot of TV shows, which he has wins and nominations for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Then we have Fireman Jake, who is played by Jay Hernandez. Uh, You've seen him in Bright, Bad Moms, uh, Lakeview Terrace, and Hostage 1 and 2, which are... (sighs) Hostage Hostage was such a a fucking, like, somersault for me in that movie of just, like, not liking it at all.
1: (laughs) I've never seen it. Is it anything, like, hostile? (laughs) I don't know. Another H word. So
0: hostage hostage is a whole like No, it's not like hostile. Hostage is a whole different thing. Um Is it about hostages? No, hostile is about a hostel. I know you
1: said I'm hostage thinking... is a very different thing. And I said, Is hostage about hostages? He <laughs> said uh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at something really quick. Sure, okay, I'm
0: pretty sure this might be wrong pretty sure he's in Hostel. Not Hostage. Nope, it's definitely Hostel. He's in Hostel. He plays the main guy who gets taken in the Hostel. It's definitely Hostel. I was like, that's not right. Hostage is a whole different movie. Okay, that confused the fuck out of me, because Hostage is a movie that I really actually enjoy. Um, yeah, that makes more sense to me now. I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, he's mostly known for being in Hostel. He's the he's one of the main characters that's from America in Germany and um he gets taken and almost murdered. It's a whole Hostel's is a lot like Saw, um but in Germany and um worse, I feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really like those kind of body mutilation ones. So I've never seen it.
2: Mhm. Uh, that's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think your brother was watching it one time while we were correct. My brother in your fucking loved that movie. So the only scene I remember, and the only part I remember, is he like cuts out her belly button ring, or something to that effect. There's something about a belly button ring. That's all I remember, and that's all I think I watched. And then I was like, "This is not for me. <laughs> I don't like this." And we were way too young to be watching. Yeah, we're, those.
0: yeah, that movie came out in um, two thousand five. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. <laughs> yes, too young. Very too young. But yeah,
1: that's what I know him from, so. I know him from Bad Moms because he's the sexy dad. Or is They dubbed sexy dad. I
0: haven't seen Bad Moms, so.
1: It's a good one. I've heard. I mean, it's okay, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second fireman that you really see a lot of, which I deemed the creepy fireman because they make him, like, very misogynistic and gross. Mm-hmm. His name is George Fletcher. They basically just call him Fletcher Fletcher. He's played by Jonathan Sheech, maybe, or Sheich.
0: That's what I would go with.
1: I didn't really he's in a lot of other stuff, but um nothing that I really care to note. That's fair. Personally. The um go for it.
2: Okay. I was gonna
1: say. Then
0: you get introduced uh, to some police officers. Um the last standing police officer is no his name is Danny Walensky. Um He's, uh, His real name is Columbus Short, and you would know him from Stomp the Yard. He plays DJ, which, uh, if you know anything about me and my life, I have been in love with Stomp the Yard for ever since it came out, and Izzy and I used to memorize dances from all the dance movies, and I definitely did Stomp the Yard a lot because I fucking loved that movie. And you also uh, see Chris Brown get killed in it, which was a really sad time, back before you found out he was a a, a woman beater. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the other officer that you see is James McCready, and he's played by Andrew Ficella. Or Ficella. I don't know. Don't speak Italian. He <laughs> plays an inmate in Nightmare on Elm Street, the 2010 version. He's a mechanic in the 2009 Final Destination, and he's an officer in Prom Night. He's also a character in Vacancy. So he has a lot of like. He does those? horror movies. <laughs> uh, he's just kind of there in a lot of them. <laughs> but, I mean, good on you for getting in all those big ones.
0: We have the building manager who is Raid...
1: I'm going to butcher this last name.
0: Cer-bedzia? So I don't know.
1: Uh-huh. He's
0: uh, anyways, Croatian. He's Croatian, yeah. yeah. So... Um, and he's had, he has had a pretty quiet life. He has been in um, Harry Potter no, and the Deathly.
1: That doesn't say quiet. That says quite the life. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> he escaped from, I think Croatia during the Bosnian wars, um, into like I'm not gonna say anything because I actually don't know the def- like the specifics. But he has had a life.
0: Yeah, he's been in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One. He was um he was Grigorovich. And he's also been in Eurotrip.
1: He is in a crap ton of other stuff. Those are just the two that I was like, yeah, I know those names.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he's been in a lot of things. Um, trying to think, besides Harry Potter, what's the biggest thing that I've seen him in. Uh, he was in Mighty Joe Young. He plays the, um, if
2: oh, you ever like saw like Mighty the... Joe Young,
0: he plays the poacher who gets his fingers put off by, by Joe, Mighty Joe Young. Um I've been wanting and to re- watch that
1: movie.
0: <laughs> I'm obsessed with that movie. It's on Disney Plus. No, it's not. It's yeah, no, yeah. It
1: Should be. It's a Disney, I think.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what I know him from. But that's also because I still have the VHS VHS copy of Mighty Joe Young in my room to this day, <laughs> even though I don't own a VHS player. He's also in Mission Impossible 2, which I always really enjoyed because that was my personal favorite Mission Impossible ever.
1: Uh, Speaking of Mighty Joe Young, there's a vet in this movie. See how I did that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Working on it. (laughs) Um, He is played by Greg German, Mm -hmm. which is best known currently for his role as neurosurgeon Tom Karasik in Grey's Anatomy. Um, He is both hated and loved depending on who you are. He was also in Ghost Whisperer Hmm. and he has other stuff, but those are to me the two that matter. And then you have um a mom who is,
2: her
0: name's Kathy. She's played by uh, she's played by Maureen Hinkle. She's all she's known basically from the The Haunting of Molly Hartley, if you've ever seen that one. Otherwise that was like the biggest name I could pull her from.
1: She's in a lot of T V shows also that are big. Like she's currently playing in the Marvelous Miss Maisie. Some of her roles, um, it kinda sounds like she plays like the mean white girl (laughs) like the mean uh hoa mom um just based off what i've seen (laughs) that's like her typecast she she's in the new jumanji she's played some karens uh she's played (laughs) some Kathys, (laughs) but just very like yeah it's funny
0: oh man she's an i am sam oh
1: if you want to cry during a movie you watch that. She's the adoptive mother, I believe, in that mm-hmm. movie. The Kathy's daughter Brienne is played by Joey King, who we talked about in the Conjuring 1. She's baby Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh but just for a quick rehash, if you or if you didn't listen to that episode, she is currently best known for her Netflix movies The Kissing Booth. They are releasing number 3 this year. Mm. She's in the TV series The Act. And I keep, and I think I talked about this in uh, the Conjuring episode too, but I keep confusing her with Grace. Chloe Grace Moritz.
0: I have the biggest crush on Chloe Grace Moritz, so I know the biggest difference between those two because um, Chloe is in uh, uh, Kick-Ass, and I've always loved her.
1: I mean, Chloe's in a shit ton of stuff. She's in so much. She's like,
0: beautiful. When I look I've been them,
1: in love with her. When I look at them side by side, obviously they're different, but just seeing... This one on her own. I'm like, wow, it's Carrie. And- Is it the lips? Yeah. And then I'm like, no, wait, <laughs> that's not her. Like, I know it's not her, but I still, like, I have that in my head. They I have mean, that's fair. They have similar facial features. That takes us into the movie. So. A- are you sure you want to know about this movie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> a slightly quick rehash. It starts off and you are introduced to a newscaster who, as we said, is Angela Vidal. And she is doing a series on, I think it's like overnight shifts or something. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, late night shifts. Uh, and so she is set to follow a firefighter crew for the night, or for their 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they, I just want to say, like, right off the bat, they do such a great job playing these, like, super awkward and shy people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because um, she's like, don't look at the camera when she's talking to the firefighters, and they all look so awkward. Like, they're like, they're like shit, uh, where do I look? <laughs> yeah, and she even she, when she is doing, like, her readings, um, first when she's just, like, hanging out, uh, they just, they do a really good job at making mm-hmm. it look unscripted and natural and real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and considering they had some, like, really uh, experienced people. Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm glad that that went well for them. Uh-huh. But basically, these firefighters end up getting called to an apartment building for a medical thing that's happening. So uh-huh. she rides along. When they get to the apartment, Jake and Fletcher, the two firefighters, enter the building. They go up to the room. Uh, the building manager lets them in, and they see this elderly woman who is said to live alone. And a dog, like, bolts as soon as they get in there. Uh, but she's got, like, blood all over the collar of her nightgown. And she's just, like, moaning and really nervous. She's, like, almost frothing at the mouth. Yeah, and she's, yeah, she just does not look good. Um, one of the, uh, I, I know why they did this. But one of the <laughs> things that bothers me about this movie is just the lighting. It's really dark. Because mm-hmm. for most of the movie, it's literally just the camera light that is supposed to be supplying the light. And it makes it more realistic. But as someone who likes to see all the details, I'm like, I can't see what is happening. What does she look like? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's part of the experience. So, yeah. Uh, She ends up attacking a police officer and bites him in the neck. And then shit gets real. Basically, from then on, shit gets real. (laughs) Shit gets real. It's real, real now. The saliva hits the fan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they pin her down, Fletcher pins her down, they carry this police officer down the stairs, and when they get down there, they find out that they are locked into the building, and there's a bunch of police officers and a whole bunch of sirens outside, and they're like, why the fuck aren't you letting us out? And they So, then they, go- they turn around to go out the back door, and right as they turn around, Fletcher comes free-falling onto the floor from whatever the second floor staircase they were on yeah and so that's kind of like a cheap scare as we talked about in the last episode that was a good cheap scare yeah (laughs) didn't see it coming he literally just like turned and almost lands on jake the firefighter and they're just like what the fuck just happened so they identify that one of the residents is a vet, and this poor vet has to now become a medical doctor and save these two bleeding out people. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. You don't know how to work on humans, but uh, here you go. <laughs> I mean, the science is the same. The anatomy is a little different, but also he has no medical supplies. Right. So he's like, um... Okay. I can do shit. <laughs> I can do the same shit you can do, which is apply pressure and hope for the best. <laughs>
2: hmm
1: And so they they like figure out that they're just locked in there. They can't get out. Uh, the camera lady, no, the cameraman and mm-hmm. the newscaster decide to just wander off on their own for some reason, and they go up to the second floor where the old woman is or was. And all of a sudden, a body—it's a—you find out it's the maid—gets like thrown into the desk next to them and collapses. And the old lady comes around the corner. Her name's Miss Espinosa, and sh- she's freaking out. And the cops show up and shoots her three times. And then everyone's just falling apart, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for Fireman Jake, who's like—he's really trying
0: to keep everybody together and get Fletcher out of there so he can like try and save him, even though. The way that Fletcher looks, there's no fucking chance that homeboy's living.
1: Yeah, there are many times in this movie where I'm like, um. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah, y'all need to wake up, stop trying to save all these people who you know were dead, and just Mm-mm. move on. Just get the fuck out. Uh, the police officer is like losing his mind and uh, very much, like, very much portrays that he's just untrained for these situations like he can well it doesn't i mean granted
0: it doesn't help that nobody knows what's going on all of the residents are like what the fuck is going on you guys should know and they're like we know nothing so I like i'd get pissed off as fuck if somebody was trying to do that
1: to me too so and then the fireman's like dude you need to calm the fuck down put your gun away and mm-hmm. let's just go downstairs so at this point they start wandering around Uh, bringing everyone out of their rooms and taking them down to the first floor because clearly they didn't know this was an infection. Social distancing wasn't a thing back then. And Mm, life. Yeah, (laughs) the best thing we can do is bring everyone in the same space. Let's put everybody together. (laughs) Uh, So while they are wandering around getting everybody, they find a second woman who is alone in her apartment she's just like sitting there all catatonic staring at a salt and pepper tv screen she they like lead her downstairs but while they're leading her downstairs some vicious looking rat runs at the cameraman and he stomps on it and it's like the mm-hmm. goriest nastiest part of this whole movie
0: yeah it's so gross
1: <laughs> he's like did you just see that and the newscaster's like dude we like seen let's sh- just fucking go we've all seen shit today <laughs> And that's kind of like the first clue you get about uh, like where this originated from or what's mm-hmm. going on. So while they're all downstairs, the CDC and the officers or whatever eventually tell them that they are being quarantined for a biological, nuclear, or chemical threat. And the fireman's like, don't "No worry big deal." About it. Yeah, no big deal. Don't no worry about deal. it. And everyone's like, "What the fuck you mean?" <laughs> the Uh, some of the, I can't think of words right now, the tenants Mm -hmm. have rabbit ear TVs because all of their electronics have been cut off. They don't have cable. Their cell phones stopped working. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they're watching the TV and it's showing the news where it says that the CDC is like, oh yeah, everyone's been evacuated. We're just cleaning this up. And at that point, you know, there was no hope for any of them and they were all going to die. The CDC Mm -hmm. never planned on saving them. Nope. And then they cut the electricity. And I'm like, how rude to cut the electricity for these people. Like, I get turning off their ability to watch the TV and stuff because you don't want them to have the information or they don't, you don't want them to be able to spread it. But mm-hmm. give them light, at least. Like, give them a fighting chance. <laughs> yeah, they're fucked. Because if they had just gone in and then quarantined the people who were infected, they could have saved everybody, basically. But they were just like, you know what, just trap them in there and leave it. Mm -hmm. So then the CDC are like, we're going to come in and we're going to do samples and figure out what's going on. And it's okay. It's not okay. (laughs) The vet just figures out that it's kind of like a hybrid of rabies. Hence the frothing of the mouth situation. Yeah, he's able to be like, Okay, this, this, and this and this all looks like rabies, but this is occurring Rapidly
0: progressing too fast.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He's like, normally it takes months. This is happening over minutes. Yeah.
0: Which holy fuck. <laughs> like, fuck
1: that. <laughs> really? Just saying. Though, so while he, he figures that out, they CDC comes in to take samples and they say the only way to test for rabies is to get a brain sample. So the CDC mm-hmm. like drills into the fireman's brain. But You also find out from the CDC that one of the tenant's dogs, the little girl, Brianne, who's Joey King, as we said, Mm -hmm. her dog was taken to the vet earlier that day. So her, the wife's husband's not there. And she says it over and over again. And one of my favorite parts is where Jake is like, I fucking get that your husband's not here. Shut up. He's like, I get it. Your dog and your husband aren't here. Just fuck Off, yeah, <laughs> she's like, I get it. Um, but you find out that their dog was sick and taken to the vet earlier that morning,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then the CDC guy says they found out because a dog that was taken to the vet that morning was presenting with symptoms, infected all the other animals, and basically everyone in that vet clinic is dead. And they were like, Where did this come from? So they identified this building from the collar, and that's how they kicked off this whole quarantine situation. Mm-hmm. I think that vet part of it would make a great prequel. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see at least, but yeah. <laughs> While or after they drill into Fletcher's head, he wakes up and attacks the CDC guy, one of the zombifies. <laughs> they run Close the doors, lock poor Lawrence, who's the vet, in with him, and he's like, "I haven't been bit." And they're like, "We can't take that chance," and just leave him in there to die. He gets bit, yeah, like immediately. (laughs) Yeah, he's screwed. Um, and then after that, more shit hits the fan, and stuff just like goes wild. So they quarantine themselves into a room, like a handful of them get into a room, Mm -hmm. quarantine themselves. Um, some of them end up finding out that they were bit. One guy tries to break out through a window and gets shot by snipers across the street and that's when all of them are like we are not getting out of this alive nope uh, the no chance newscast lady is just rapidly falling apart like she has which you know understandably i, I
0: would be too that's for fucking sure
1: <laughs> she just yeah she's done uh she does such an amazing job with the way that she portrays that situation where i agree your adrenaline is just at 100% and all of your senses are on overdrive. Uh, she's, like, shaking. Um, anytime something makes a sound or brushes against her, she, like, spazzes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the only thing that I could relate that to is, like, if you walk through a spider web and you're, like, yeah. oh, my God, you start, like, brushing it off. And then for five minutes afterwards, any tickle you feel, you're, like, swatting you're like, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's exactly <laughs> what she's doing i feel it i feel that so hard and if you heard any of that we were swatting ourselves yeah sorry <laughs> now i'd like phantom feelings
0: i hope all of you feel spider webs now too if you're in your car it's climbing up your
1: leg ew fuck that <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, when bugs are in my car I find it to be like the most yeah. invasive thing because you're I'm like crap, you're trapped with yes, this. This is the one space where you should not be able to get into and Dude, I, imagine being in like Australia where like snakes get into the car and shit. And I'm like, I can't even freak out because if I freak out, I murder myself and everyone <laughs> in this car. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: So shit's gone crazy everybody's fucked they're all finding out that no matter what there's like no end to this and uh this poor fireman jake is the only helpful character who is trying to save this camera
1: crew and get everybody out out alive and sadly ends up getting killed (laughs) i know he for like a solid five minutes they figure out there's a key to get out Mm -hmm. Uh, these three are the only three not infected and they're like hey we have to go to the third floor to get a key so that we can go back to the basement and immediately you're like, you're not going to make it. There's like 30 yeah, you're other fucked. tenants. That's too much. They're all on the bottom floor.
0: Lord There's knows. There's no, the elevator's covered
1: in blood because a dog killed a homeboy in it too. So he's like, but he gets them to the room in the third floor and he's just mm-hmm. like hammering everybody in his way and they make it, they get the keys and you're like, oh my gosh, they might make it out. He opens the door, instantly murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, well, there goes your last chance. <laughs> you two are fucked. Which at that point, I think I would rather just run out a window and get shot than.
2: Um, it w-
0: it would
1: have been a lot faster. Be
0: infected. It would
1: be a lot. It'd be, oh, yeah. 100%. I probably would have done the same thing. Because the dude that got shot instantly dead, like it was like yeah. a headshot or some shit. Um, yeah. He had no worries. He didn't have to die in pain or agony or tons and tons of fear. He was just like, well, dead. Um, yeah. That, that's how I would choose to go in that situation. Mm hmm. But also, just because I'd be so pissed at them, I'd be like, I want to crash through every single window I can and release this on you motherfuckers (laughs) who trapped Mm -hmm. me in here. Yeah.
0: So, you know, they do the thing that nobody should ever do, but when you have no way out, they go to the top floor. (laughs) I can't imagine how many stairs that was. Um. But they lock themselves into the top, into a ro- like a room in the top floor, and that's where they get all the answers of the source of the, of this infection because it turns out it was created by a doomsday cult uh, defector who or er, <clears throat> defector who wanted to start the new and next uh, Armageddon basically. So he stole the original virus from a weapons lab, which uh, is assumed it's a biological weapon. You don't really get the answer; you just assume that one. <laughs> They got it from a mysterious tribe in the South Pacific that got wiped out. So, you know, this is just some random virus. Nobody knows how to um, si- cure. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it mutated and um, the agent in the rats and it was either released to them or they just got out somehow. But the rats got out, fixed the entire building and everybody's fucked now
1: because that's how it always starts. They don't give you any of this information. You have to pause the movie and read all the little news clip newspaper clippings that mm-hmm. are like crazy person taped on the wall. Red strings, man. It's all the red- <laughs> the this, connecting red strings. It literally is like that. Because this guy's apartment, he lives in the penthouse, and his apartment is nothing but rat cages and like newspaper clippings and biological pictures everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But fun fact: uh, there are. Like programs or degrees that you can get where you work with, like, biological terrorism, which is basically what this person was doing, or it's like anthrax and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that one time and I was like, wow, that'd be so cool. Like, biological terrorism, World War Z, they'd have to save me at the end of the world so that I can save the world. It turns out it's mostly just making policies to prevent biological terrorism or like putting into place, uh, you know healthcare emergency things things we did not have all that good stuff. Um, at the yeah. beginning of this pandemic yeah. um and i was like no that sounds awful <laughs> i don't know what i thought it was gonna be <laughs> wasn't that yeah but i'm sure there's like some super secret underground squirrely military oh, side that 100 you know. percent, you know it but um yeah so the cameraman finds
0: who you assume is the uh, pers- is like the the tenant that caused all of this in the attic room uh where he's basically morphed into a naked mole rat like he's some weird looking fuck it's it's really creepy cuz you get a, you get a um a night vision like full on face visual of him and at first i thought he looked like a really creepy like baby like m- baby mask kind of thing but he's some weird naked thing.
1: He has like really saggy boobs too. So you're like, is mm-hmm. that is that a woman? <laughs>
0: but you know, this is it's it's got one of like the most iconic endings because uh the you know the camera light goes out. You're on their night vision lens, and they can't see anything in this pitch black area. All you're seeing is all this camera night vision or
1: night vision stuff, and she gets dragged out into the darkness i I love the way that they did the ending, where they're just in the dark and you can see because you have the night vision Mm -hmm. but they cannot see shit and she does such a great job her
0: hand trembling like trying to even just like remotely find anything around her is so good and she
1: she does exactly what like we do when we're scared she crouches down and she's like, I should move, but I am so terrified that I can't. And she can't see shit, so it's not her fault.
0: <laughs> this coming from a scare actor at a haunted house, it's funny as shit to see that and, like, be the cause of that kind of a scare. But, like, I can't imagine what it would be like in real life to be that fucking petrified.
1: And, yeah, like, they do a really good job. And I like that it's, again, it's this idea that we are there just, like, watching this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't do anything about it. but. Yeah, that's how it ends. You don't see anything about the quarantine getting cleaned up or what they did afterwards.
0: You just get the idea because you know the husband and the dog are still out of the.
1: Well, the dog out of the dead. It was in the vet office.
2: Right. I don't the know. Dad's. What...
1: Yeah. You, know, you still don't find out about the dad who is still out there in
0: the world. Possibly, you never fucking know. But in other worlds, or but in other words, the world ends. I assume.
1: Well, there's a quarantine too but i don't know if that's the same virus if storyline. if i remember correctly quarantine 2 is supposed to
0: be based off the same like timeline of that all happening and going down so they're supposed to be going at like happening at the same time i could be wrong
1: yeah i i we didn't want to do both movies for this not back one, to back just because they are they're like di- very different storylines so we chose just to do this one but we'll probably do the second one another day
0: yeah, so this is basically if uh, I'm seeing this all correctly, it's basically happening at the same exact timeline. So you get the idea that this building in LA is going is in quarantine. Nobody knows why. CDC has shut it down. This plane's about to take off, and all of a sudden, a passenger has this infection.
1: So a wiki says on a flight from Los Los Angeles to Kansas City. A passenger becomes violent and attempts enter the cockpit. This passenger had been bitten by a lab rat brought onto nope. the plane by oh. Henry, who claimed they were his classroom's pet hamsters. Mm-hmm. I think there's a very big difference between a rat and a hamster.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually exactly happening at the same time, because the storyline on IMDb says... Uh as police put a residential building in quarantine meanwhile a flight is taking off so it's happening at the exact same time basically
1: and it turns out that henry is part of that same doomsday cult Mm -hmm. that that one man was a part of but that's why we didn't do them at the same time yeah we can do it later it's the same thing but on a plane there you go solved it done so the infection as far as you know we learn in this movie um it gets spread through the sharing of fluids like blood saliva all that nonsense so what you're kind of meant to think is that the rat bit or spit on the dog or dogs and then it you know licking humans yeah fighting humans
0: there animals, anything. It's just gonna go from there.
1: In humans, because we don't really know how it presents in dogs, we don't see right. them from beginning to end, but in humans it starts as a fever, and then they kind of get into this unresponsive catatonic state, or they're like really disoriented. They have excessive fluiding, <laughs> they're like yeah, salivating, like, their eyes troughing. are mm-hmm. they're super fucking sweaty and gross. Yeah. Um, they've got the eye goops. And then they start vomiting. Uh, They have the erratic violence and an insatiable hunger for flesh. Always got to have that hunger for flesh there, man. It tastes like chicken. Um,
0: So those that are infected, they have strength, no pain receptors, and um, a very high photosensitivity. mm. (laughs) Photosensitivity. There we go. I always fuck those words one up.
1: Letter at a time.
0: Yeah, I just got to just got to slowly do it. But like you see that when the cameraman turns on his light with Mrs. Miss Espinosa and she flips the fuck out for a minute. So.
1: So, one of the things um, they say that like it rapidly progresses and you see it in all the adults, right? They get bitten and almost within hours minutes. or minutes yeah. depending on who the patient is, they start eating people. Um, And in some people, it happens way faster than in others. Uh, And then there's Brianna, the little girl, who Mm -hmm. was infected by the dog who had been taken to the vet, the night prior or whatever, in the morning. She doesn't present her erratic violence until towards the end. So it's kind of weird how it progresses very differently in
0: people. Compared to, like, children or something like that.
1: I don't know if they intended to do that or if it was just like a plotline thing. It's also one of the things I was trying to figure out is if the person they find in the attic is the actual person who made this disease. Mr. Naked
0: Mole Man.
1: Yes, Mr. Naked Mole Man. <laughs> or if it's somebody that they kind of made their own patient zero and then the guy who started it bailed. Um, and just He's like, fuck him out. <laughs> trapped him up there. Because if it was the person who started it, Um, because in this movie i know we just said like in terminal 2 he had buddies or in not terminal 2 (laughs) in quarantine 2 the -hmm. terminal he had partners but Mm -hmm. in this movie you don't know anything about the partners it's just him right so you think he either found out he was infected and then locked himself up there which seems counterintuitive to his whole plan to infect the world and then like he i don't know survived off of rats or something or he just accidentally trapped himself up there. I don't know. Who
0: <laughs> oh, no, knows? Yeah. You, you don't. And that's the thing. is I, That's
1: unknown and you don't get an answer to it. So They had a recording in that room that they play, um, but it's like really deep. So it sounds like it's like in slow motion and mm-hmm. in reverse. So you can't understand anything that it's saying. And I guess in the original cut of the film or when they wrote it. they had intended for that audio to play and describe you know the whole thing, what it mm. was, where it came from, what their plan was. okay. but then when they were editing, they decided to make it inaudible because or inintelligible, I guess because it was just creepier to not know all those details
0: right. and of course it is like the unknown is fucking scary to us so
1: yeah, yeah. I I don't disagree with that decision. I mean, I would have liked to have it all spelled out for me. (laughs) Right. Like,
0: you want to know, but at the same time, it does put a very big creepy factor part of it.
1: But also, we've pieced together everything already. So, yeah, what else are you going to tell me? The only reason that I would think that that is the tenant is because when they are listing everyone who lives there, Yuri... They even mentioned they haven't even seen him in a while and stuff. Yeah, he's like, yeah, there's a guy who lives there, but I haven't seen him in months. Yeah. So unless he bailed months ago, but again, like that seems counterintuitive to his whole plan. So I don't know. Yeah, but it makes sense if he had partners that they locked him up there when he got infected, and they were just like testing him and stuff, and then they left. So, mm-hmm. so in order of appearance, uh, the victims and their
0: demises, if shown, of course, <laughs> starts off. Um.
2: Well, everybody not
0: that you see it. There you yeah. go. Done. <laughs> everybody dies. <laughs> But you think, I mean, you don't see it, but it's Brianna's dog, more than likely, at the vet's office, where all the animals got infected and probably killed everybody.
1: But also, like, (laughs) oh, I'm not going to drop this. That needs to be made into a prequel. Like, if you're going to make these movies, make that one. Because imagine being in a vet's office, and you're trapped in there with all these damn animals, and you're like, Cujo, Fluffy. Cujo? Old Yeller? Yeah, it's like this tiny little bunny, and then all of a sudden it's like... (laughs)
0: Oh fuck, old yeller, that's sad. Especially with the rabies thing. Anyway. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> if if you know what old yeller is at least.
1: Uh. And they're like, Lassie, you're gonna save us and then he bites Timmy. The end. <laughs>
0: Shiloh, no <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> This could get uh,
1: dark. Air Bud and the puppies, we're fucked. What are the the dogs? Homeward bound? Where are the dogs in uh, Where the red fern r- Grows? Oh, that one's a sad one. Oh, that is a sad one. All the oh, sad dog movies. Happy kitties. A... Let's think of kitties. There were no kitties in that vet office. Cats are immune. Yeah. Um, cats can survive the
0: end of the world. They're like cockroaches. They can live without their heads, right?
1: Well, I think they need their heads, but they just survive. Uh, That's my mentality. There okay. were no cats in this apartment also, which I find kind of weird. They That's had- bullshit. They had large-ass dogs, um, uh-huh. tiny, fluffy, cute dogs, not a single cat. It might be because cats are smarter than everybody, and they if somebody owned one, they were like, yeah, we're leaving, and they bailed. But yeah, I found that really weird. Dan
0: and Anne, where the red fern grows. Oh, Dan and Anne. Poor Danny and Annie. Anyways, <laughs> now Izzy's heart is broken. Back to um, happier things. Um, the next person you see die... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a recluse old lady. <laughs> <laughs> no kitties. Bullshit she didn't have cats. She lived alone. She was an old lady. Well that... there, where were all the fucking cats? Yeah, that dog came running out. But yeah, like I'm saying, there should have been a goddamn cat. And one of those two women. She would have ribs. been the
0: cat lady at least. Or or the woman that was just found sitting alone staring at her TV was obviously still infected. Bish was living alone. She probably had cats, I almost
1: guarantee it. Exactly. Sorry. Or maybe the cats are smart enough to just be like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Exactly. My cat radar says they were cats. Mm -hmm. But as she was saying, Miss Espinoza, who's the old lady who lives alone, who definitely had a cat. So here's what it is. They take care of the stray cat. I can't (laughs) let this go. They take care (laughs) of the stray cats. So on their balconies, they have cat food everywhere, but the cats don't come inside. So they're safe. There. Solve it. Oh, got it. Okay. Because rats can't go outside. Well, obviously not, because this virus only happened in the building. Right. That we know of. Okay. <laughs> so the next guy, that, or the next person that dies is the police
0: officer who gets infected by that neck bite. Um, Hold
1: on, you didn't he... finish Miss Espinosa. Oh, shit, my bad. I'm sorry. The bitch gets got. Now
2: you can yeah, move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, police officer, homeboy gets who gets uh, bit in the neck by Mrs. Espinoza, um, not only does he bleed a shit ton... But um, then I'm pretty sure he gets sledgehammered to death, too.
1: So. Uh, that know. is also Miss Espinosa's fate. Who I yeah. think, she has the highest kill count of this show.
0: Oh, 100%. She throws homeboy off the fucking balcony. She kills the maid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> she infects, like, five other people. Yeah, she's she's got this one covered, man.
1: And then Fletcher the fireman, as she said, uh, gets tossed over the stairs. Injected by the CDC, I think because they inject him with something in the neck. I think they were mm-hmm. euthanizing him because he was basically dead anyways.
0: 100% I would agree. And that's why he came back so quickly.
1: Oh, there you go. There's that timeline fix. I got you. Um, And then they drilled into his brain and then he was infected. I don't remember if we actually see him get smashed or sludged or anything. I think they just like close the door in his face. Um, his leg traumatizes
0: me, homeboy. Fucking zombie walking on that snapped in half femur and tibia
1: or whatever it is. The tibia, of tibia.
0: Yeah, that one. Fuck that. Um, yeah. ow.
2: Yuck, Scary. Yuck, Gross. Make...
0: I, I was, I was cursed year like years ago, thanks to Andy, watching a clip of uh, I think MMA fighters collide, like shins colliding, and one of them steps back and his shin folds in half. Because it broke his... Uh,
1: have <laughs> you seen the soccer one? Uh, oh, yeah! Where he, like, uh. slide tackles into his ankle. Mm-hmm. I hate those. I've also watched many of videos. So, after Fletcher's death, uh, you, get the, you see
0: the cleaning lady get murdered by Miss, Mrs. Espinosa. So that's two of Mrs. Espinoza's victims, <laughs> at least right there.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So let's keep counting these. <laughs> so
1: cleaning lady's dead. At least... Is the next one, and that's the one they found in the catatonic state while they were bringing everyone together.
0: Yeah, with the fuzzy TV screen. Um, Definitely a fucking cat somewhere.
1: I think she was probably infected by a rat. More than likely. Uh, She gets bludgeoned to death by the cameraman and his camera.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, because she flips out. That camera uh, lens would have broken, for sure. Just saying.
1: I, it's, yes. But that's, like, a cool scene, because you, like if you're into murder um <laughs> and like song okay. and things like that like you are literally seeing him smash this lady's face in. i mm-hmm. I'm a healthy um, individual, don't worry. Yeah,
0: it's fine. Uh then we get the the drunk guy that's in the elevator. He gets mauled by the infected German shepherd, which would be fucking terrifying. Because not only is, like, a big German shepherd who's, like, rabid, terrifying, but one that you know for a fact is going to kill you, you're fucked.
1: So, is that the same dog that runs out of Miss Espinosa's room? I think so. Okay.
0: I'm pretty sure it is, because I don't... You don't see any other big dog. You get the little Pomeranian thing.
1: It's like a long-haired chihuahua.
0: Yeah, and then... Because that's the the only time you see a dog. So I'm pretty sure it's the same dog, and maybe it just hadn't been, like, fully infected when it ran out of the room
1: gotcha
0: again we're just piecing these together at this point point.
1: and then i think this poor drunk guy also gets sludged by jake because they mm-hmm. end up using the elevator at some point he is so he at some point in this movie not jake the drunk guy he's like i'm gonna go barricade myself in the room because it's safer in there than it is out here with y'all which if they had done that Honestly, probably would have worked out better instead of bringing everybody downstairs. Yeah, their biggest problem at that point is just all the damn animals. But if you're in your dogs can't open doors, so yeah, who knows?
0: So maybe in reality they're the reason that most of this was caused because they left that they let the fucking dog out of Mrs. Espinosa's room, and they well. They went into the room and got bit in the first place. But
1: But like I said, the CDC knew what was going on. So, and they had about, everyone had like balconies. So all they had to do was tell people to go to their rooms, go to the windows. If they could prove they weren't infected, like they weren't bitten anywhere, take them out through the windows. Solved.
0: Well, you don't have to be bit though if it's going to transfer through saliva. Because like, Brianna wasn't bit. But she still got
1: sick. But she had a fever. So obviously right. she's infected she's an obvious one um, mm-hmm. but you just quarantine all these people separately and then you don't spread it
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh you know like uh, what we just went through for a fucking year
0: and a half but yeah you know. anyways but, anyways um so a drunk guy gets killed and then you get the vet poor vet who gets trapped in the room with Fletcher when he's trying to save Fletcher Um, But I don't think you actually see him die. You just kind of assume he turns.
1: I think they, um, because at some point he's trying to crawl out from under the door type thing, and they like close the garage looking thing on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't see him get killed, but he just is like trapped. Yeah. Uh, Then it goes into Brianna, the little
0: girl, uh, who is obviously infected by her um, own dog. She is still the slowest to turn so i wonder if it just takes a while and kids but um you
1: don't see her actually die i'm pretty sure
0: but because she runs
1: away i'm i do not think she does either but i think what you said was right if they are killed during the infection they turn much faster mm-hmm. so those ones that were like
0: leading out and yes yeah happy they're gonna turn quicker rather yes. than brianne who was in full health But slowly
1: dying. Exactly. So. We solved it.
0: Again, slowly piecing these together with you.
1: (laughs) Um, So
0: after Brienne, who you assume gets killed, uh, you don't, again, really know. um, The second officer gets infected, uh, and you don't see his death either. Poor DJ. I just really know him as DJ from Stomp the Yard, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> what's funny about his character is at the beginning he's like get the fucking camera out of my face, and then and then he like defends the camera exactly. crew and he's like they have a right to film this exactly when the <laughs> CDC guy comes in because yeah. at that point he's like you know what we are the team and fuck y'all um mm-hmm. so it's f- I just thought that was really great I wonder like- I wonder if
0: it's like what they said they were like well nobody knows what's going on we need to document this and he was like okay yeah you're fucking right this shit's gone crazy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that, and then also he was, because he had that moment where he freaked out, they were all screaming at each other, and then he just, like, woosawed, and then he was like, okay, I got this. And they were all friends, or they weren't friends, but they were, like, like yeah, they figured, they worked they, together. They had to bond over yeah. this. So then it became, like, a we versus them thing. So mm-hmm. whether he wanted the camera there or not, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to attack anything you say, because fuck you. <laughs> yeah, You're the reason I'm in here.
0: Um. Yeah. So, you don't see his death. And then, uh, you know, the CDC guy gets infected. Uh, Again, ending unknown for him. assumed death. (laughs) Sadie, uh, the tenant who has that tiny little chihuahua Pomeranian dog. Do you ever see that dog again? No, you see it run once at some point after it runs away and then I you don't remember I don't I you don't ever see it again
1: like it runs upstairs you probably Um, are supposed to see it like in the background when they're like running through all the craziness um but you don't I don't know I don't that's not a big part
0: uh so Sadie the owner of that dog she gets infected ends up chewing her fingers off and then uh her neck gets broken by Jake (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah they're like are you bitten and she's like no i'm fine and she's like chewing on her nails and then like five minutes later they look back over and half her fingers are gone yeah and she's like oh i guess i'm infected And she's like oh shit and then her boyfriend um upon seeing that is like fuck this and he's the one who tries to break through the window and like slashes the plastic and then gets shot
0: yeah he's so he gets he gets shot in the face so he has a quick death at least lucky guy um yuri the building manager ends up getting infected by the cdc guy
1: which another stupid point they were like oh no he's infected put him in this room and close the doors and they're like pure glass like french doors yeah and they have seen multiple times these zombies the home-
0: these things are strong old glass. lady threw homeboy
1: over a fucking banister with in exactly. fireman gear and like- then <laughs> when they're going to get the little girl because she bites her mom and then runs off like as soon as they figure out she's infected and then they're like let's go get her i'm like fucking just leave her alone at that point yeah dude um but they go up there and this is she's the one who infects the cop Mm -hmm. he's like it's okay brianna take my hand and i'm like why why would you do that what are you doing because you know you're gonna have to kill her anyways she's infected she's already turned um it's not like she can fucking understand you don't be nice to her don't stick your hand near
0: her shoot shoot the little thing shoot the little shit god damn it (laughs) And it's not like you have to worry about her mom. She's dead anyways. She got bit.
1: She's infected.
0: So at that point, you just assume the rest are infected and you don't see their deaths. there. You have no idea what happened. You.
1: Well, you you don't have to assume they're infected. Like they, as they're running through. You see, well, you see all the tenants. Yeah. You see them
0: and they're all infected. But then. You don't see them get murdered. Right. You don't get to see the camera crew get murdered.
2: Which makes you
1: wonder how they cleaned out this house. Um, Did they just, like, hope they would starve to death and take months? Or did they, like, shoot them from the windows one by one? I don't know. Yeah. Again, no answers. Answers. So, as we said, this movie is based off a 2007 Spanish version called Rec, or Record. It is the exact same storyline, basically. Uh, They didn't even bother changing the reporter's name from Angela villotta or whatever her name is it's the same name it's almost like almost a shot by shot like frame by frame remake of the original Mm -hmm. they did change some of the characters names and the major difference is the source of the infection Mm -hmm. so in the original the infection is like clearly outlined where it came from and what's happening Mm -hmm. um and they figured out when they're searching the penthouse they Do discover the recording, and it spills the beans. It was an agent of the Vatican who was charged with researching and isolating a suspected pathogen believed to be a biological cause of demonic possession. So (laughs) they were arguing that possession, demonic possession, was like a virus, basically. Well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they confirmed. Confirmed it in a young girl who was possessed. So, like, that's who they used. The agent kidnapped and brought this girl to their penthouse to conduct his research and hopefully to cure her. That did not happen, obviously. Mm. Um, He managed to mutate the virus through all of his testing. And it became incredibly contagious. He sealed her off into that attic. And hoped that she would die of starvation, basically, or dehydration. I don't know. She's essentially dead anyway. She's a demon. Who cares what they eat or drink, right? (laughs) Uh, The agent ended up giving up on this whole thing and left. He just, like, left her up there and bailed. Peace, I'm out. (laughs) Um, And then I'm assuming... The same thing happened where the rats he was testing on got out, and that's yeah. how it got spread throughout the building. The director was pretty annoyed <laughs> that the remake was one so close, like uh, it mm-hmm. came out so close to his, it was only mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. um and two that it was like shot by shot, the exact same. He didn't understand why they took out the religious part of it because he was like, That's creepy as fuck, why would you change it? And I think that was one. The new director's way of the dowel, Dowdles, whatever their names are, mm-hmm. uh, it was their way of making it their own story, but two, I think they were afraid that um in America, the possession part of it wouldn't hit as well. Makes sense. On the scare factor, it wouldn't be as relatable to so many people. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, Either way, I'm sure it helped out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so because this movie came out, it made almost like... It, I think it made like $42 million or something in the box office. Not that everyone loved it, but everyone went and saw it. And because of this, it brought a lot of attention to the original. So he was able to profit off of that a lot. Um, And most people say, yeah, the original was way better. Uh, Because of that demonic possession aspect, it was super creepy. Hmm. That is... that That's the movie. I did see... Uh, On YouTube, there's like a behind the scenes thing that the people in it do, (laughs) the directors and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they talked about filming. So most of this movie is, uh, they tried to do it in one shot. So it's not clips put together. right the scenes are from beginning to end which is a rare way to do movies nowadays yeah they're they're long scenes because it's hard it's really hard to do well and in this one it was super hard Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of movement um they would go from zoomed in to really wide angles so they had to get all of their lighting plus they had props and bleeding and things all Mm -hmm. over the place they were filming in hd which required some major cables be constantly connected to the camera. So when they're spinning around and running around, somebody was basically like his whole job was just maintaining those cables. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes uh, me think of like somebody on a baseball field or like a soccer field that's like recording and you have to like have that cable holder.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of work. Uh, they, the crew, the cast, sorry, the cast would say that they would spend all day practicing for a scene and then film it at like 6 p.m um and if one person messed up they had to restart all over so there was like a lot of pressure oh i bet but they were also given uh, i don't want to say it's like a lot of creative mobility freedom yeah creative freedom um but like they if they were fighting or if they were running it didn't have to be perfect like they could be tripping over each other and because that's what the scene was Mm mm-hmm and there were a lot of scenes where they are—they like, actually, like, bump into the camera. And it's not that that's what they rehearsed. It's just how it went. But it, like, works.
0: I was going to say, but it works for that kind of a film because
1: it's supposed
0: to look that way almost. Yeah. So,
1: so uh, it sounds like the cast, like, had a lot of fun doing this movie because they could really, like, just let loose. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had to be very professional. And they all really respected each other and, like, felt a lot of what's it called uh, responsibility to perform and they were like i don't want to mess this up for everybody
0: <laughs> makes sense especially with those kind of shots like you don't want to be the person that fucks up for everybody else who is on key and stuff so
1: and then the only other behind the scenes thing that i found was the uh what's it called the effects guy whose name i think is robert hall um Basically, they looked at animals and people who had been infected with rabies and made it look like that. So, there you go.
0: <laughs> the end. Sounds, sounds about right. Favorite death?
1: Uh Oh, ooh, I didn't think about that question. Lady that gets bludgeoned to death by the camera.
0: <laughs> you would. <laughs> um, I think... I probably think my favorite is a uh, um, homeboy who gets thrown over balcony. Because his fall is so just, like, think. <laughs> it's, it's it's more of a whomp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> nevertheless, it's a big sound and a
1: lot of equipment. And it's uh, so it's, unexpected.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that, like, back in the day, that was, like, my favorite thing about this movie was his, like, him just out of fucking nowhere you just hear a short scream and thud right in front of you and you're like what the fuck
1: yeah it was it, that was a
0: good one too yeah so that concludes the movie but do you want to know what happens in august in horror movies i thought so <laughs> so we don't know we don't have a lot going on in august um in horror movies August, on August 3rd of 1965, Dennis and Pamela Strode adopt Lori Myers and raise her as their own. Um, and obviously they change her last name to Strode. This is obviously in Halloween. Go figure. Throwback. Uh, <laughs> and then August 1979, Jason Voorhees breaks into Alice Hardy's house and murders her. And then August 29th, uh, 1981, John Tate is born. Biggest one though in real life, is August 2nd, 1939. The one and only Wes Craven was born. Happy birthday. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. He, if you don't fucking know that name, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. False. Just Everyone kidding.
1: should listen. Just, Just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we teach you.
0: We're here to we teach, teach you everything. You. But yeah, Wes Craven, uh, he is the creator of um, Scream, the people who under the stairs, uh, and of course, one of the best-known franchises around, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchises. Uh, Which, also, if you didn't know this, in uh, Scary Movie, which is a uh, parody of of Scream, (laughs) there's a joke where Wes Craven himself actually plays the janitor in the high school who is dressed up as Freddy, and his name is is Fred. (laughs) And and there's a whole little play on it, and it's really funny. But happy birthday, Wes Craven. You badass. We miss you. (laughs) Thus concludes Quarantine. Yes. Da-da-da-da! All right, how'd you feel about this movie?
2: Just I just want to know what
1: your real feeling is about this. I mean, infection movies aren't necessarily my favorite, just as a subgenre. But I actually kind of, I appreciated how much work and how well the actors did. Um, like, Looking they sold the movie for sure that's fair i I don't like this movie (laughs) i think i've seen it so much (laughs) i think what kills it for me is the not the lack of an explanation but just kind of like how basic the explanation was um i would i think i really want to watch the original version because the demonic possession part of it sounds so badass.
0: That does sound interesting. I remember when I was younger I did try and watch it and then I realized it was a Spanish movie and that's back in the day when I couldn't read where shit and watching yes, subtitles back, was so hard for me.
1: Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, I can't
0: <laughs> I still can't read it's okay. But yeah, this it definitely is not one of my favorite infection movies. Uh we we all know I fucking, I live for zombies and infection movies. I think they're wonderful. I love the idea behind it. And at some point, we will talk about 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, and I will go off about it because those are my absolute favorite infection movies from the way that it was done to how they explained the virus to what it was, like, how it was just it solid, and it has my absolute favorite infection scene. Just saying. We uh... Watch this movie. Do it. It's... It's an interesting one. The actors put a lot of effort and the acting is great in it. I just personally don't love this movie. I I did when I was a kid, but I realize now that like I just it it's one of my lesser favorites of the infection style movies.
1: It's I I kind of like that it's uh like it's really mellow and then all of a sudden just shit pops off. And then it mellows out for a second and then shit pops off. Like it definitely keeps you entertained or like It's like that it. roller coaster. Yeah, the whole time. Uh, At the beginning, you, like, would not expect where the movie's gonna go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, if you would like to request uh, that Katie do 28 Days Later, you can send your requests to our Instagram at...
0: Horror underscore cats underscore witch hats.
1: Or you can send it to our Facebook or Messenger... Uh, which is the same, horror underscore cats underscore witch hats. You can also send us an email with your reviews, recommendations, cat photos.
0: Cat yeah, photos are always appreciated.
1: Et cetera, et cetera. You send them to <laughs> horror underscore cats underscore witch hats. Except take out all the
0: underscores because it's. Oh shit, Gmail. you're right. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> horror cats witchhats at gmail.com it's all one word and
1: finally don't forget to rate review subscribe don't send us your infections don't bite your friends don't slobber on anybody because gross yeah
2: don't do that meow yeah meow (laughs) cat's hungry